Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Today I have my wingman with me. The wingman, the bish. The farmer, the legend. Not the legend. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Do you have to be dead to be a legend? I don't know. That's... I don't want to think about that. I don't think I could. You think I, I walk around saying I'm the bish like I made that up. Someone said that to you me. You made that, it up. It's your gaming handle now. No, it's not. It's Pastor Brian. I will kill you at Call of Duty. No, at the end of the day, though, it's, um, you know, it is what it is. I'm your wingman. You're my wingman. On the trip cast, I'm your wingman. I'm yeah, the producer. Are. This is my show. It know is. your place. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Today we're talking about love. <laughs> yes, we are. Well, actually, we're talking about the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Dr. Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. Dr. Gary Chapman. Not to be confused with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Which is an artist you don't really like. Sorry. Gotta be true. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be true to myself. What can I say? Um, so yes, we are going to talk about the five love languages and I feel like it's helpful for everybody. It is. The five love languages are very helpful. This has been something that's been in the Christian world for a long time, even in in the secular world. And pastors will refer to, uh, the, one of the five love languages quite often. I do sometimes in my sermons and everyone typically knows what I'm talking about because They've been in church and they've heard this thing played out. So the five love languages, if you are unfamiliar with them, are five categories of love that people typically give and receive love. And it can get, it's fairly simple, but it can get complicated because we overcomplicate things. In everything in life, yes. So the five categories are gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. And so basically what happens is you can read through the book or you can go online and actually take the test for free. So you can take the test and then it's going to give you, typically, once you tally it up, your top two ways that you receive love. Like to receive love. And the concept is, is that each person has a love tank. And that love tank is to be filled yeah, but it also depletes as you give, as life goes on, you know, natural evaporation. I don't know. It just, it's it, condensation, condensation, whatever it, <laughs> it, but it goes away and then it needs to be filled up again. And right. so a lot of this comes from, okay, so we are creatures of habit. We, we typically do what we want for ourselves so, and then this is something that we learned really early on in our marriage, um, which we, I mean, we, we tell this publicly is that for the first seven years of our marriage, it was really a, a tough one. Yeah. You know, I wish I had a bumper for that, but at the end of the day, it, it was really, um, it, it was, was difficult. It was, it was difficult. It was difficult. You, you know, I was 19, you were 18 and we brought baggage into the relationship and, and some of that baggage we didn't even know. It no. was like invisible duffel bags well, that we didn't know necessarily that we needed to unpack until. I think if someone sat us down and said, look, you know, this is this is things that could be brought in 
then we probably would have recognized them. But at the time, there was a lot of projections and expectations that were yeah. unfounded and unmet. And so yeah. because of that, for the first seven years of our marriage, we had a hard time with um, just being able to not get along. We got along. We didn't have like drag out fights, but we were disappointed. Yeah, there there were expectations that I think were unmet on both sides of the table and it made it very difficult. And so one of the things that we started to do early on was we would attend marriage retreats because all the time we thought marriage retreats were, were supposed answer. to be, yeah, the fix all like, and we spent most of the time fighting when we went to those <laughs> when no. we were younger, because it would bring up stuff that we had not dealt with. No, like expectations. Like I would have crazy high expectations and then I would be angry with you for not meeting those expectations or yeah, vice and, versa. And compound that with you wanted to be loved a certain way. I wanted to be learned, loved a certain way. And I wasn't getting that. And I was trying to project that onto you, which you were rejecting because it wasn't your love language and vice versa. Yeah. And so we compounded a problem with another problem. And so we thought it was best to spend three days in a hotel room. <laughs> Locked together talking about this stuff. Yes. And, and it wasn't great. No, and it was so very a lot hard. of times we walked away probably feeling a little bit more defeated, other than the few times where we really actually like took the time to use the tools. And the tools that we used were the five love languages. And, and I of, think that that of, was a lot of retreats use that. Yeah. I want to say that the first time I really heard that one, the one that sticks in my head, was it Monterey? Yeah, Monterey was one. Um, in Monterey, I the, the takeaway at Monterey for me was... It was the dance, wasn't it? The dance. <laughs> it was It was the dance. Yep. And we're not talking a real dance. <laughs> no, because I know how and Amy don't. Oh. That's... <laughs> <laughs> He's just jealous of my sweet moves. <laughs> okay, Napoleon. So, the... the yep. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> she won't even try. <laughs> We were, it was so romantic under the Bay Bridge on the fancy boat for a company dinner. And she wouldn't even dance with me because she doesn't want to, she didn't want to dance in front of us. Her I, ha I have better things to do than dance. Not at that day, not at that night, but whatever. True. They anyway. should have had karaoke. That would have been better. Singing's it, the the dance we were referring to is that there's a dance that we play out in that one of us has to exit the dance, that we're compelled to stay in the dance, but. Someone has to walk away from the dance. And a good imagery for that would be two people in a boxing ring just kind of dancing, if you will, around each other, jabbing each other. And I feel like we did that for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, and Which brought up more insecurities. Yeah. Which, which compounded <laughs> that didn't make it, it even it better. Like, No, it, it really didn't. But Five Love Languages is a tool that helped us visualize and see where a lot of our potential problems were not that it cleaned out all the baggage. Cause it didn't, there's not a fix all end all, except for Jesus. We both say amen to that. Amen. But one of the things that we found out through five level languages is that if we're not careful, our tank um, is, can run on fumes and then mm -hmm. someone else will come along and try to fill that tank up or, or other things will fill that tank up. And then all of a sudden we start asking ourselves, why do I even need that other person? Right. So it's not, and it's not healthy and it's not good. So we utilize this tool and 
there's some controversy. When I say controversy, I say in our house because <laughs> the five loan languages Amy and I have debated over a period of time about the effectiveness of it, the dangers of just pigeonholing everything to the five love languages. And the fact that there's not six. Yes. Yes. I feel like there should be a sixth love language. I'm not backing down on this one. I think other than all of those, those five are fantastic, but I feel like laughter should be included. I don't, but if you think, where would you put laughter? Laughter which, is a which personality. Love language? It's not a. It's not a love language. It That's... is. It's mine. Say it isn't. Say it. <laughs> I dare you. It isn't. It is. Okay. If you think if you think Amy is right, then let her know by going to <laughs> at Chirpcast Amy on Instagram and DM her that she is correct. I am correct. I feel like laughter is 100% a love language. The people that I love spending the most time with, and that's not quality time, by the way, I spend laughing with them. Did you just realize something? <laughs> I'm still right. The audience all saw the light bulb. I'm sorry. No. Okay, so, okay, I don't, yeah, I like... I don't like being around depressing, angry people. Like I that I don't sign up for that. Like I don't. Ooh, I do. No, obviously you don't, or you wouldn't get love, right? No, I wouldn't. It would be horrible. That's like my worst day ever. I know. Quality time is your now love language, but yes. it used to not always be your love right. language, and this is the danger of the five love languages. And we actually had that conversation too. Um, I don't know, a couple years ago, maybe, where we talked about. And it was more like for me a light bulb moment of like acts of service and quality time are my top two now. Like gifts, they're great. They're nice. They're sweet. I I am not going to turn down a nice gift from somebody. But especially when it comes to you, quality time has really become number one. And then I realized specifically – because the poison's going to kick in at some point now. <laughs> <laughs> when I got hurt can. in October of last year and you really just like put on your Superman cape and just kind of did everything from laundry to the litter box to vacuuming. All of a sudden, access service didn't mean as much. And I <laughs> No, it, it, I realized how important it was hmm. because it made me... I don't know. It it made me fall in love with you even more every time you did the laundry. Are you lying to keep friends? <laughs> no. I'm just saying that I realized how, how much I valued that. I valued that you just kind of like stepped up and just did it. Like I didn't have to lay there on the couch when I couldn't move. Pretty much, or well, walk. see, and now she's feeling my love language because she knows words of affirmation are, is kind of a big deal to me. Ding ding ding. And so, you know, my love tank is currently being filled, but <laughs> the but the the idea of tank being one singular mm-hmm. is something I don't completely buy. What do you into. think about compartments, chambers in the tank? Uh, you know, I don't. I I I think that. We need to get our love and our in our purpose and our satisfaction and everything from Christ first, mm-hmm. um, and almost and exclusively. However, I will say that there is as as I've grown older, I feel like there is a dedicated tank that 
doesn't supersede Christ, but is yours. And I'm guarded about this. Mm -hmm. Like I have become very guarded. The older I get, the more guarded I am about it is that this tank is only for you and is only for, and if it's only empty, it's because of you. And if it's full, it's because of you. Okay. And so it's, it's exclusively yours. And so when I start feeling that my tank is becoming less and less and, you know, the, the alarms are going Okay, so I'm going to ask you then this, we didn't rehearse this at all. Oh boy. Um, how, what are your signs of your tank being empty? I get cranky. Okay, but that could also be hunger. No, the <laughs> honestly the the no that that is a sign though. Is I start getting like irritable, I might get a lot more quiet. Um, I'm not, um, not that I'm a rambunctious person like Tigger, but <laughs> I'm not Eeyore either. But but I I tend to become way more um, reserved, introverted, introverted. Yeah, I let yeah. my introvert come out, and I kind of like go into my shell. Yeah, you know. But and, and I I guess. When I know my love, when when my love tank is full, you know it though, because I feel like more alive. I feel more lighter. Yeah, I I guess I feel like myself. I feel like life is as it should be, mm-hmm. right? And I and that's dangerous because I can't give you that exclusivity because that should be um, reserved only for Christ. You yeah. know, like he's the one who should be feeling me. He's the one who should be giving me my purpose, my drive and all this. And I, I have to be careful because it, this has been, this was a big issue with, with you and I in the beginning of our relationship is that I raised you to above Christ level. So right. if you were in a cranky mood. Everybody was in a cranky mood. Everybody just was you. I, I was, I was upset yeah. because I, and I didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And, and so, and, and to your credit, you didn't take that, um, uh, take that and abuse that, yeah. you know, you didn't, what you did though, is you, you knew this was, a, it was improper, um, that I, how I had elevated you. Um, but you know, it was, it was hard because we were all dealing with a lot of garbage at that time. Yeah. And so, whenever you weren't happy, I thought that I just was a big fat loser. Yeah. And that, and that was not, that's not good. That's not healthy. Which I think is why we need to have tools mm-hmm. in our relationships and not just in marriage relationships, mm-hmm. but in relationships in general, we have to have proper boundaries. We have mm-hmm. to have, um, the right type of safe relationships where we can be, I don't know, I guess the word, I don't want to use the word fed, but where we can be um, encouraged and lift up, lifted up with each other. I think it needs to be reciprocal. I mean, it has to be where there's a give and a take. Yeah. There's going to be days where I'm going to need more from you. Right. I don't know why. Some some days I really don't know why. Yeah. I just need, I am more needy. And yeah. then there's days. Oh, you're needy. All right. And then there's <laughs> days where you're more needy. Every, I'm not needy. Every, I'm never needy. Every five years on Tuesday. I'm never not needy. <laughs> You're never not needy. <laughs> Whatever, Mrs. So I can't our, do our whole point here was to really just encourage you that if you are in a relationship and if you know people 
congratulations. You are in a relationship because mm-hmm. you live on the planet. Mm-hmm. It can be with your coworkers, your family, your spouse, mm-hmm. your children, mm-hmm. your parents. doesn't matter. There are tools that can help you that are practical tools. Yeah. And I feel like this book was very practical in the mm-hmm. sense that it was it broke down all of the love languages to mm-hmm. where it you and it's funny how going through and actually reading them cuz obviously we're not going to do that here today but going through and reading the definitions of each of these probably the people that you are closest to you can easily say they fit here mm-hmm. but that's because you took the time to really study kind of who they are and what they need. And that's that's one step out of 50 because you yeah. have to know what their love language is mm-hmm. and then you have to act on that. And they look different. Which and and that's the difficult part because typically, not always, but typically that person's love language is different than your own. Yeah. And even if they're the same, sometimes how you approach them should be different. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so, you know, like physical touch for a guy that usually means more intimate, more intimate. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it G. And with a female, it could be more public affection, like holding hands, rubbing on the shoulder, cuddly, cuddly, you know. And so and I know we're and stereotyping just, yeah, totally and that, stereotypical. but but that but the, and that could be completely opposite. We've seen that. Um, in other couples who who we've talked to and and even just, in gifts it yeah. can be completely different like maybe you want a bass boat and i want <laughs> <laughs> and i want a new vacuum like thousand dollars yes and so it it takes time and so being able for you to say i can't buy you a bass boat because number one i wouldn't want you to because you would probably pick out the wrong one but the, <laughs> as long as it's pretty <laughs> That's what I would look at. I would walk in and I'd be like, "But babe, it's sparkly, sparkly blue one." But honey, I it has a ten horsepower. I don't care, but it's sparkly. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. Well, anyways, so long story short, yeah. So you would come to me and come to me and say, "Hey, look, you know, I know this is something you want. Why don't we go ahead and make plans to do that?" That's an act of gifts. If that was my love language, yeah, that would probably feel that tank you know but i have to say probably because you know it may be different for different people yeah but so we have to be careful but the first step is recognizing what they are and then the multiple steps is to actually go and do how that person wants to be loved and so for me words of affirmation is is one of my big ones and what what i do is when we come home uh, from church service, I ask you, I go, how was service? Meaning. <laughs> no, no, no. What you say, actually, be honest. What you really say is, tell me how amazing I was. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> and I talk in the third person and I say, the bish wants to know. The bish wants to know. And how I tell you, I will email today. you my report later. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you do. And it's not because you're looking for me to give you pats on the back. It's because you're looking for affirmation in the sense that, you know, how, what what did I feel about the service? How mm-hmm. did it go? And it's more for us, honestly, if you really want to, like, whittle it down. That's kind of like um, not just words of affirmation, but it's also quality time. Because when we spend time together talking over, you know, different things that happened at church or, you know, that was a really great time of prayer or, you know, man, that sermon really 
was powerful or whatever or, it was. Or, wow, you should do your research more. <laughs> no, usually it's your daughter wanting to use the cowbell in the back. <laughs> okay, so. <the laughs> Trying cow- to get you to, like, speed it along. Speed it along. Speed it along, speed Skippy. It along. Mm-hmm. So before we go, I hope this was a little bit encouraging to you today, that there are tools out there that are amazing and helpful and totally usable in real life. And by the way, we are not against marriage retreats and marriage workshops. <laughs> we're not. It sounds like we are, but we're, we're not. We're not. We're not. I mean, we, we've gone to, jeez. Well, we've been married for 23 years, so we've gone to a lot of them. Yeah, we've gone to at least 15. And at least. there's like, what, two different categories? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all very similar. Yeah. You know, the, the ones that I, the, the ones that I, love is the ones that are honest the ones that aren't afraid to talk about hey intimacy why because that's a big part of a relationship you know or the ones that give us free time i like those i don't like the ones where they literally try to schedule every single second yeah no i want time like if we're hanging out let's just hang out otherwise we're not going to go to marriage retreats and we're just going to like book a vacation (laughs) yeah might as well well but but the, the the nice thing about marriage retreats and marriage workshops and one's coming to our hometown in just a few weeks actually and we encourage people to go to it because it's about putting tools in the tool belt because at the end of the day we want to love one another right because that's what christ has called us to do he wants us to love one another and to love one another deeply so segue into first peter 4 8 above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. And I think that that scripture could not be more perfect to wrap it up because Jesus calls us to love him first. Yep. But then he calls us to love each other. Yep. And the more we love, the harder it is to nitpick each other to death. I think one of the biggest issues that couples face is having to look at their each other's uh, at their spouse and be able to say you are not my enemy you are my friend you are my lover and we are going to fight life together yeah hand in hand and whenever we can whenever i can help a couple get to that point of saying we are on the same side mm-hmm. and we're fighting the co- common enemy yeah the whole tone of that marriage counseling session or that time that I'm spending with that couple, yeah, it completely transforms yeah. because then they're looking at each other as partners. And when a partner is down is not an opportunity to kick them. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> it is a I time agree with you. <laughs> it is a time to help you lift wanna, each other up. Yeah. Give a helping hand because, but we're so bad about that. I think in, in relationships in general, because we're taught competition is everything. And people forget when you're married, you're not supposed to be in competition with each other. No. It's not about who's the better spouse, who provides the most money, who cleans the house better, uh, which kid likes which parent better. It's not about favorites. You have to realize that you are on the same team fighting a common enemy. And that enemy wants to do nothing more than to... Divide. Still kill and destroy yep. our families. Yep. And in America, I know here it's tough. In other countries, it's tough. 
Yeah, especially when we have a culture now that says marriage is something that you could throw away. Yeah, it's it's just trash. It's, you know, doesn't matter anymore. And that just kills me because I'm sure that it breaks God's heart. Yeah, and well, it does. And he says it's permissible, but it's not something he wants. Right. So, friends, we're telling you today, if you're married or if you're not married, if you're single and you're trying to mingle... <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Hey now, then this is still something that you can utilize in all of your other relationships because everybody wants to receive love and everybody should want to give love to those around them. And know how to give love. Not in the proper way. In the proper way. Yeah. Because that's, that's part of this, the big battle here. Yeah. That is knowing and how to, knowing yourself to know what, what fills your tank. Yeah. And knowing who you're trying to love on and how what they want, how they want, yeah, their and team. and stop trying to project what you want on someone yeah. else because even if it's the same love language, guess what, it is always approached a different way. Yeah. So I hope that you're encouraged today in some way, shape, or form. Like I always say, if not entertained. We will catch you next time. If you would like to look for a little bit more encouragement, check me out, Chirpcast Amy on Instagram and I've got books on Amazon, journals, all kinds of crazy stuff. So search my name on Amazon. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Bye.